And that's really counterproductive when we don't give kids the chance to talk about what really matters to them. You know, they do have important things they want to talk about and their opinions matter just as much as ours do, probably even more in some cases. And yet we kind of poo-poo it because they're inexperienced, but they have their own experiences to share and we need to listen to them. This episode is brought to you by the Blissful Parenting Toolbox. If you're looking for better ways to communicate with your child, deal with challenging behavior, or just improve your parenting skills, our free Parenting Toolbox contains the best resources from our expert workshops as well as contributions from our podcast guests. These tools could be the missing link that you've been looking for to solve everyday parenting challenges and to access highly effective ways to communicate with your child without triggering conflict, arguments, or meltdowns. The best part is that these resources, tools, and templates are completely free and are a gift to you for being a valued member of our community and subscriber to our show. To get free instant access to the Blissful Parenting Toolbox today by visiting www.blissfulparenting.com forward slash toolbox. That address again, www.blissfulparenting.com forward slash toolbox. Register today and we'll see you on the inside. Hello, hello, Blissful Parents. Michelle Abraham, your host here today. Guys, I've got an exciting guest for you today, Jackie Bailey. Jackie, hi, how are you? I am great, Michelle. Thanks for being uh, with you today. It's it's great to be here. So yeah, well, we're super excited to tell to have you here with us, and we're going to be talking all about getting your kids to talk to you. And I know this is something that a lot of parents struggle with. And I was just sharing with you before we press record that sometimes the most information I can get is like five minutes before they fall asleep at night. <laughs> like, why don't we talk about this at dinner? <laughs> so I can see and as my kids get older, I know so many other parents can relate to this too. The answers get shorter and shorter to their question, <laughs> to their answers to us. So I uh, love to talk about how we can get them to talk to us a little bit more and have some more great conversations. So let me tell our audience a little bit more about you, Jackie. So Jackie is the author of Self-Centered Leadership, Becoming Influential, Intentional, and Exceptional, published in 2014 and 15, semifinalist of the World Championship of Public Speaking, placing her in the top 98 speakers of 30,000 competitors. Wow, that's amazing. Today, Jackie runs the Speak, Feed, Lead Public Speaking Studio in Redmond, Washington, and is the founder and executive director of the Speak, Feed, Lead Project, a nonprofit with a mission to empower children, teens, and adults with public speaking skills. Jackie, wow, that's so incredible. So what led you to really wanting to be passionate about helping kids specifically in their speaking? Well, I have prepared my whole life to be able to do this, and it the way that a lot of passions begin is through tragic events. And I am no different. I am a survivor of childhood sexual abuse. Mm -hmm. And I was told, don't tell anyone. And I didn't. But those three words repressed and suppressed who I was. And it made me uncomfortable to speak up always being afraid that I might tell something that I wasn't supposed to tell. And so it kept me from really being 
who I wanted to be and who I thought I could be. I mean, I don't even remember having dreams of becoming something when I was young or even through my adolescence. I thought from time to time, maybe I'd be a writer someday, but I didn't have aspirations to do anything great because I couldn't imagine a great life like that. So years later, when I, after I kept this silence, Mm -hmm. I was a young mother married. I had two children and all of a sudden this person who had abused me most of my life Mm -hmm. had a little baby girl of his own. And it thrust me into this deep emotional crisis of, Oh my gosh, what am I going to do now? I do I keep the silence and just wish the best for that little girl? Or right. do I actually now break it and risk everything that I had wow. at that moment? And it was probably four to six months of absolute misery that I kept myself trying to decide what to do mm-hmm. and um, thinking that maybe I would, they think I was crazy and take my kids away from me. What if my husband didn't love me anymore? Cause he, knew how ugly and ashamed I was. Mm-hmm. And and yet at the same time, there was this little girl that I could possibly save by just opening this possibility up. So in the end, after considering taking my life as well, mm-hmm. I decided that I loved my own children mm-hmm. more than I hated myself because I thought if I went to my grave, not having at least told someone to be watchful of my children, then they might fall victim to this as well. So mm-hmm. I did start to break the silence. It was an awful time, but each time I started to share my message by using my voice and mm-hmm. writing in my journal, I would heal a little bit more each time. And I was able to describe it. And you know, as a child, sometimes you don't even know the words to use to describe right. what's happening to you. And so as I started to use particular vocabulary that defined what happened and I could start sharing that and now it made sense and and it really happened and I wasn't imagining it and people believed me and all of those empowering steps I was taking mm-hmm. led me over several years through therapy and moving away from the family and all that stuff that I was able to reach a point where I could forgive and so um going those I've, I've learned that there's Three magical words, mm-hmm. I forgive you, that actually create a magical experience for the person saying them and the person receiving them. And and that wow. happened in this case and uh, was beneficial to both myself and the person who had abused me when I was able to say those words oh my to him. And uh, so what I learned from that is that we all have some sort of trauma there's a point in our lives where we feel like we're being silenced. And I know a lot of kids feel that way on a regular basis, just because they're learning how to speak out. They're learning who they are, but being thrust into a pandemic over the last couple of years and being taken from school, from social situations, many kids, unfortunately being locked away with their families who are abusive, they've been silenced and Although I had started the public speaking courses prior to the pandemic, at one point early on, I realized we need to be a nonprofit so that we can start teaching kids 
these skills, even those who can't afford them, but probably need them the most. Right. Um, but anyway, I was invited after I was a, a comp- competition speaker, I was invited by a homeschool group to come and do some public speaking mm-hmm. courses for the kids. And I'd never even thought about it before, but I went, Hey, mm-hmm. I could do that. Yeah. <laughs> I just went through a contest where I had five to seven minutes to give a very specific, unique, motivational speech. And yeah. I know what that's like. So I have some skills I could teach. And <laughs> that's kind of where it all started. And then yeah. I began to just develop more and more curriculum. And and now we, we teach kids worldwide how to yeah. not just be on stage and speak about something with a prepared speech, mm. but they have opportunity to learn how to converse yeah. in an effective way how to ask appropriate questions, how to listen actively, mm-hmm. how to respond to what other people are saying too and have empathy for others, recognizing everybody has a story, everybody has value and yes. something we can learn from them. So that was a long answer to get <laughs> to the point where I am today That's yes. because my own childhood silencing. Right Now I feel passionate about helping all children to be unsilenced and give them knowledge that they need to be heard. Absolutely. I mean, I think we have a few things going on right now. You know, not only the kids that have been silenced, but also the kids that are now attached to devices that don't have the communication skills that they need to, you know, have that empathy or have a conversation with someone and converse in a, in a, in a proper way. I mean, I have interviewed luckily on the Women of Voices Summit, some of your uh, students and <laughs> so great to see like the young students, like, you know, taking initiative, creating these, these, uh, in, like their, the prepare, preparation they went through to create their stories and to be interviewed and be able to speak and, and share their messages was really incredible. Uh, it was an incredible experience seeing the other side of your training that they when they've come through. So that was really neat for me. And I think, you know, I was sharing with you before we press record too about, you know, having hired some some students in their in their late teens, early twenties that like were so afraid of the phone and so afraid of picking up the phone and calling someone. And that was like, you know, it blows my mind that, oh my gosh, that's really a skill that now more than ever really needs to be taught. <laughs> more oh, so yeah. It just come naturally, right? You just right. speak, right? <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting The la- over the last generation, and my daughter is one of those generations where they sort of grew up on computers. Yeah. And it has taken away that really foundational art of conversation and yeah. just looking at people while you talk to them and besides when these kids when they're in school or even if they're homeschooled many times they are given assignments to research a particular topic and then give a report on that and so they're being graded on something that they're not passionate about perhaps they don't even care about and yet they have to play the game so to speak in order to pass this course or to get a grade and that's really counterproductive when we don't give kids the chance to talk about what really matters to them. Right. And I am proud to say that, that when those students who you interviewed um, came to me and said, yes, I want to do this. They were excited about not having an assignment. They could talk about whatever was important to them. And that's, that was something that hasn't come very often for them. Right. We're able to see that, you know, they do have important things they want to talk about and their opinions matter just as much as ours do. 
probably even more in some cases. And yet we kind of poo-poo it because they're inexperienced, but they have their own experiences to share and we need to listen to them. Absolutely. Yeah. Are there some um, tips that you can share with our as parents that maybe have kids that, you know, are short answers, <laughs> short answer givers and how to like really have some great conversations with our kids in our homes rather than just the, how was your day at school today? Fine, thanks. <laughs> beyond, beyond that. Absolutely. Well, the reason that they likely don't answer in more than just a good, great, whatever, or a grunt is because they've learned that you're not listening to them anyway. <laughs> Unfortunately, and I don't, and I don't want to judge any parent. I'm a parent. I'm a grandparent. Right. So I, I, I do it myself. I'm just as guilty of it. But let's, let's imagine a scenario here for a moment. Child comes in the door from school. Mom or dad is sitting there and they say, hey, how was your day? Pretty typical, common question. And scenario one, the child says, oh, I got in trouble because I pushed Sandy, you know, from down into her chair, something like that. And the parent goes, you did what? (laughs) You know, I mean, they have this this reaction. It's non, it's judgmental. And all of a sudden, they're down for what they said. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So number one lesson, the child has learned, never really say what happened to me during the day, because I'm going to get a reaction. I'm going to have to defend everything. Right. (laughs) So that leads them to going fine. You know, okay. Second scenario, child comes in the door, parent asks same question and child goes, well, you know what? I did really good on my test today or I didn't realize it. And all the while parent is in front of their cell phone. Mm, Oh yeah. uh Uh-huh. Nice. Okay. uh Uh-huh. Not listening at all to the child. And so the child begins to feel like, why am I saying all of this? Why am I answering yes. these questions if I'm not being heard anyway? Mm-hmm. So lesson two they learn is it's not worth my breath to really tell you how my day was because it doesn't matter. But we, I don't think we do those things on purpose. It's just right. that as parents, we do love our kids so much. Yeah. We want to protect them. We want to feel connected to what's happening to them. But because we aren't in the mindset always of just letting them share without judgment and we let them share when we've got so many things going on ourselves that we can't let go, like the devices, then it just inadvertently teaches them lessons that we would never actually want them to learn, but they are learning them. So the solution then Mm -hmm. is that it's going to take a little bit of time. Mm -hmm. For you to prove to your child that what they have to say is important and that you want to hear it. So I think the first thing you can do is start asking different questions. Uh, not rather the answer, than, no answer ones, right? Right. Rather than a typical, <laughs> how was your day? Yeah. Let's get a little more specific. Maybe, <laughs> hey, did anything weird happen today? <laughs> or, you know, what was the best part of your day? Mm-hmm. Or what do you think? you are best at what where did you feel like you you really shine today and by asking questions like that yeah. and listening <laughs> your child <laughs> that's the key your child you, yeah you will now learn about things that actually motivate your child which is is good to know right when you right. when you want to do something for you it's nice to know what motivates them 
So by listening to their answers about things that where they felt important or where they felt excited about the day, or even maybe some of the biggest challenges they had the day, you will learn so much from them and about them that you can use to your benefit going forward. So the first step really is to just change the questions and ask more questions, make less statements, like pick up your shoes, go put your backpack away, get your homework done. Quit talking at your kids so much and start asking them the right kinds of questions. Right. That's great. That's a great tip. We had uh, a guest on here um, from the On Boys podcast. Uh, they're the hosts of this podcast. It was all about boys. And one of the things they said, it was I found really interesting because um, especially boys don't, they're the ones really that give those short little, and in, in my opinion, anyways, you have Most a short answer. Yeah. yeah. And one of them uh, said, when you're picking the boys up or get your kids up in general in the car, when they come into the car, say hi, but then don't say anything else <laughs> and let them start to unravel their conversations. And I tried that a few times. Oh, wow. There was some, a lot of, a lot of information coming out. Yeah. Yeah. Good. See, there you go. I to <laughs> that was a really good tip. I just thought our parents should also remember too. That was a good one to like get out there. But yeah, um, it was just incredible as to like when I did my life uh, with all the questions, some of more answers were coming too, which is cool. Well, I think the reason for that might be if I just interject something, it goes back to the sincerity Mm -hmm. of the question and the motive of the parent to start that conversation. And so if your child feels like you really don't want me to answer this question because you're on your phone or you're about to send an email or something like that, Um, that's where that, the lack of sincerity from the yeah. point of view comes in. So if, so maybe not asking any question does lead them to think, okay, maybe my mom or dad isn't going to ask me something because they're motivated to find <laughs> out, you know, you know, something that they really don't care about. So maybe yeah. I'll just wait till I can give, have a chance to talk. So that plays into, I think that same scenario, just right. in a different way. <laughs> Yeah, that's interesting. I would love to ask you about your Speakly feed lead. So where does the feed fit in? I'd love to know that part. Yeah, yeah. The the speak and the lead are a little bit uh, more self-explanatory. But the feed is because a tremendous and tremendously vital part of our curriculum is the feedback Uh we give to each other. Mm-hmm. And so not only are our students learning how to be better communicators themselves, but they're getting feedback from their peers mm. about how well they delivered a speech mm. or how well they used a certain word or how many crutch words or filler words they use within class. Because mm. changes like that don't happen unless you have an accounting of how often you're doing it and you realize that it's a habit to say yes or um or like or whatever that kind of yeah. way too often. And so feedback is a vital part of what we do. And there's power when you receive that feedback from your peers, mm. because we're, they're used to getting it from their adults and right. teachers in their lives, but not necessarily from their peers in a, in a way that is useful, helpful, courteous, and kind in many ways. So we, so that's a big part of it. But there's a second part to feed, which is learning how to use words to feed someone's spirit rather than to break them down or or denigrate them. So feeding is also learning how to communicate in such a way that's kind, courteous, and that's going to make people feel better about themselves when they're with you rather than the opposite. 
Oh, I love that. Yeah, that's so great. Um, what a great skill to teach too, like how to give feedback in a way that's helpful. <laughs> oh, yeah. We all need that from time to time, right? Some, and Some of us parents needed to go back to that class too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it is really important. And they may not see the application of it entirely until they move into a leadership position at school or right. something like that. But it will show itself. And many of my students have said, oh, my gosh, I didn't realize that when I started working in this nonprofit uh, organization after school or whatever, um, as a tutor for these different kids, I didn't realize how important it would be to know how to give them feedback that, you know, I'm tutoring this kid and helping him to learn uh, better math skills or whatever. And I didn't realize how I could first give compliments Mm -hmm. to what they are doing well and then just suggest by what I observed there's some different things that can be done to arrive at a different conclusion. And they do that without judgment. So it is awesome that they do eventually learn how to apply it, but it depends on the age of the child that's learning. That's really cool. Um, So I know you have a a priming program. (laughs) Can you share with us a little bit about that? And I know our audience is going to get a chance to have a 30 days access to that. Is that right? It, they are absolutely, this is what I'm about to tell you mm-hmm. is revolutionizing science and communication. Mm-hmm. It's called positive prime. Uh-huh. And as most of us probably know, or have considered our thoughts are everything mm-hmm. and our thoughts are going to create emotions and those emotions create behaviors And as parents know, behaviors aren't always the best, but if you can trace it back to a thought, then you'll probably be able to see why your child is behaving the way they are. And so our thoughts are either negative or they're positive. And and if we can put more positive thoughts into our brain on a daily basis, we're going to have more positive outcomes because our emotions will be positive and therefore our behaviors will be positive. So we have incorporated a neuroscientific tool that has been proven that by sitting through what we call a session of positive prime for three minutes, mm-hmm. the, the benefit is six to eight hours of more creativity, more gratitude, more positivity, more success, mm-hmm. more remembrance of things that are important, like test taking and so forth. Proven. So we start every class with a three-minute positive prime session, which includes music. It includes images of places that are beautiful all over our planet. It includes faces of people smiling, families doing activities together, people serving and helping each other, and some positive affirmation-type statements that the watcher can internalize to, again, change their brain into a positive ground um, to be fertilized with more (laughs) things, right? And so so we start every class with that, and I encourage my students to use it outside of class. So what I'm offering your listeners today is 30 days of access to hundreds of different sessions for kids for adults, about wealth, abundance, health, success, achievement, leadership, inspiration, everything right. imaginable. There's even sessions on there for those who are teachers, 
sessions on there for those who are in direct sales to help you kind of boost mm, what you're doing. Yeah. And so you don't even have to put in a credit card. Yeah. Just 30 days, you can try it for free as often as you can. I suggest at least three minutes a day, but you can't overdose on it. Right. <laughs> and uh, so enjoy it. And please let me know what effects it had on you. And you, okay. once you're in there, I suggest that you add some of your own images. For instance, images of your kids, your family, okay. places you yeah. want to go, maybe yeah a million dollars that you would, you know, maybe you want to achieve uh, something like that, whatever you want to manifest, put an image of that in your session, which you have capability of doing. And then you can also mute the sound of the particular session you watch and listen to your own music while you're watching it. So if, for sometimes, sometimes I just feel like I need to get in touch with spirit a little bit more and I'll listen to hymns while I'm watching a muted session and it has a completely different experience for me so lots of ways to use it and i yeah. hope your users will take or your listeners will take advantage of that yeah that's great <laughs> i love it that sounds awesome well thank you jackie for being with us today and sharing and thank you for that wonderful gift i'll make sure that we link it in the show notes and everything here um on blissful parenting so blissful parents you've heard it from jackie uh, let's start communicating with our kids in a little bit better way. Make sure that they know that what they have to say is important. I love that, Jackie. Any last words for our parents today? My last words are we have programs starting all the time for your kids to get in and learn public speaking skills. Some of the other skills that I've talked about today. So check us out, speakfeedlead.org. And we've got classes starting really soon. And they're all virtual. So your kids are going to be in classes with people from all around the world. Like pen, we used to have pen pals and we have pen speakers. <laughs> oh, I love it. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Well, thank you so much, Jackie. And we'll still parents go out there and have a fabulous week. We'll see you again next week. This episode is brought to you by the Blissful Parenting Toolbox. If you're looking for better ways to communicate with your child, deal with challenging behavior, or just improve your parenting skills, our free parenting toolbox contains the best resources from our expert workshops, as well as contributions from our podcast guests. These tools could be the missing link that you've been looking for to solve everyday parenting challenges and to access highly effective ways to communicate with your child without triggering conflict, arguments, or meltdowns. The best part is that these resources, tools, and templates are completely free and are a gift to you for being a valued member of our community and subscriber to our show. To get free instant access to the Blissful Parenting Toolbox today by visiting www.blissfulparenting.com forward slash toolbox. That address again, www.blissfulparenting.com forward slash toolbox. Register today and we'll see you on the inside.